0: pension 10, 15 years ago won't buy much of anything here today. ...and why the millennial generation is starting to give up because they can't afford to get a, a, a good job or own a
1: house. A million Venezuelans voting uh, for this assembly saying it's actually less than three. It
0: is. And people are going to start rioting in the streets. ...was reported to have asked Putin for military support that would help him stay in power.
1: We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again.
0: And they ignore him. Eight more years goes by till Bernie himself finally admits to his sons, hey, I've been running a Ponzi scheme. Does its dominance mean it can use the alliance for its own ends? Since 1981, bond yields, also known as coupon rates, have just gone down and down and down. The reserve note, will be your biggest financial liability. We're live, RTD, Monday night, the fourth day of the month of October. Uh, I'm sorry, November. <laughs> and we're live, looking forward to having some good back and forth. And so, uh, interesting subject matter tonight. We're going to be talking about um, an issue that is going to become more prevalent in the next couple of months because of this presidential Debates and things that are underway and uh, more political figures attempts to try to solve a problem that's uh, at this point unsolvable because of the very nature of how it was created. And we're going to go back in history a little bit and I'll share a couple uh, things with you and get your thoughts, but more importantly, just want to brainstorm together, see how we can probably offer political figures a little bit of a solution if it's possible. So with that being the case, welcome to the live stream. My name is Mike, the host of RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. We are officially probably the only uh, talk show that will talk about things that are somewhat controversial, somewhat uncomfortable, but yet things that need to be talked about. So, um, yeah, looking forward to having some good back and forth. As always, for those that are watching, if we have any new viewers, feel free to let me know where you're watching from in the chat. I would love to acknowledge your presence. It's definitely a blessing to be able to uh, have you join us this night. And then also there's a number, 313-462-0027. Give me a call and let me know what's on your mind. So, as always, we won't be long this evening, but I want to try to get to my main points, and then we'll go from there. So, give me a second. Let me acknowledge a couple people here, and then I want to get right into tonight's subject matter. And so, we got Spear King. How you doing? We got Vu Vu Tran, the Tam, the. Says, hello. We got James. How you doing? RTD in the house. Anthony. We got Scott. We got Nathaniel. We got uh, Terry, Alan, Gary. We got Eat Slim Milky. Fat Slim Milky. I'm sorry. Gary D, Nathaniel, Spirit King. Okay, so how's everybody doing this evening? And as always, if you guys have anything you want to touch on or talk about or things worthy of your, uh, worthy of our time in regards to what's going on, let me know in the chat or give me a call. We'd love to um, elaborate on it. So we got Christopher from Portland, Oregon, watching. Appreciate you. Um, Spirit King got a little trash can. A man throws some trash. We got Joe, Joe, Kai, Ka Joe K. Joker, I'm not sure. Hi, Mike. Joe from Australia. Yeah, I got some interesting things I want to share about Australia. Uh, a couple of viewers out in Australia, one in particular, reaches out to me frequently and shares a lot of relevant information that, um, unfortunately, I don't get a chance to share with you guys much, but I figure I'll probably touch off on that a little bit. We got 10 Pounds. Sterling, how you doing? We got Dwayne. Uh, Faith is in the building. Catherine, we got Shane. Okay, good deal. Uh, Ryo from Joseph says, greeting from Braintree, Massachusetts. All right. So now that we have an Australian viewer, viewer feel free to let me know what's going on, anything additional. But um, it was brought to my attention from one of the RTD community members that Australia right now is in. Going through some things right now, and by I think February of next year, they're going to have some final uh, policy probably passed in their legislative legislation there, where the whole cash ban will probably be in full effect. So it's working its way through its, uh, the political houses, and it's looking very favorable to pa- probably pass starting in 2020. Therefore, transactions done and uh, done above ten thousand, I believe, in cash will become uh, a prosecutable. If that's the correct word. Offense where you can get, I think, two years in jail, up to two years in jail. I think twenty-five thousand dollar fine or something like that. And um, a lot of people aren't too happy about that. And I think what's happening in Australia could possibly be the front runner for the further push for cashless society, uh, because in 2020 you can definitely expect, in my opinion, it, it to uh, pick up steam here in the U.S., especially when you have economists and authors such as Ken Rogoff, the author of "Curse for Cash." Um, with the very title itself, the curse of cash. Not not sure how curse uh, cash is a curse when it's you know <laughs> a tool that people use to uh, as uh, Alan Myers mentioned, it's a function of exchange of value amongst each other or whatnot. So, but anyway, Australia's about to go through some things, and then on top of that, uh, he was letting me know that one of his uh, bullion dealers he deals with and a couple in his area, they're a payment processing card unit no longer functions. So I think, based upon what he was sharing with me, is that Visa and MasterCard might be cracking down on direct sales at stores when it comes to precious metals. Therefore you are limited in your ability to be able to spend uh, your currency. You either have to do it via cash, which will become harder to do, or you have to do it directly on their website, which I would assume is more favorable for uh, the eyes that be to monitor and track transactions and who's purchasing what. So uh, things that, once again, I believe will probably be working its way stateside here uh, in the uh, not too not too distant future. So uh, Australia definitely is having some, uh, some some stuff there that I think people need to be aware of. So as always, let me know what what your thoughts are about that. Uh, let me see here. And so Nathaniel says, "What do you think of Glint?" Great question, uh, Nathaniel. So I mentioned Glint a couple of months ago, and so I personally was. Uh, talking to some of their team about what was going on there prior to me hearing about some of the uh, issues excuse me some of the issues look like they're having so to my knowledge i haven't checked back in um i I unfortunately in in speaking with one of their directors i uh, informed him that basically i could not uh get behind the project myself and so i just was something that i couldn't put before you guys as a viable option so i basically just you know walked away from it and said no thank you so uh just my gut feeling just wasn't this something that i personally would use myself nevertheless try to recommend to you guys so uh beyond that i'm not sure what else was what else is going on other than a couple months ago i just told him that you know i appreciate the opportunity but couldn't really participate in it so i don't know what else is going on with it because i haven't followed it um what else so tony appreciate that my friend um, so yeah, so let's get right into the my primary subject matter, and then also, I can't help myself, but I gotta share a tweet from our president, because uh, it's one of the things where I like to read between the lines, and probably go above and beyond what I should go, but, you know, that's what this is all about, so, um, what else we got here? So, well, let me get right to the primary subject matter for this evening, and as always, you guys got any thoughts? Call me, or stop me from ranting via the chat, highlight at rethinking a dollar, if not, you know how I get started. When I start, I might not stop, so... Uh, <laughs> So, let's get right into the primary subject matter. Alright, so here's an article. I appreciate, uh, I think Mr. Jeff passed this on to me earlier, one of the RTD community members. Appreciate it as always. If you guys come across articles, make sure you send me an email, let me know, or in a Telegram group, put it there, and I'll try to get to it. And so, this is an interesting article here because this goes back to my initial thoughts in regards to how all of the prior... Uh, promises that were made decades and decades ago uh, were basically given at a time where there was a need for a temporary relief for an issue at that particular area, but they never really thought about the long-term consequences. And so now is a time where we're starting to experience more of the repercussions of our actions of or of their actions where more things are coming to the surface and issues are needing to be addressed. And here's one that's just very important because I think uh, the, the baby boomers will be the front runners for uh, a lot of the catastrophes that will occur in our monetary system when it comes to broken promises. So here's an article here. It says, why are so many people over 55 going bankrupt? And so um, this article here, I had a chance to thumb through it, but ultimately what it boils down to is just uh, the baby boomers are those that are entering into that next phase of life where they're looking to retire Unfortunately, um, it's one of the things where they were not aware of just the the, the very f- structure of our monetary system being debt based to where they would have ever thought that they would possibly run out of cash or run out of uh, currency one day to be able to afford health care. Nevertheless, government getting so involved in healthcare care, ultimately making it extremely expensive when you throw out a variety of programs that are designed to be user friendly for the people who can't afford it or who don't have employment to offer it to them. And so once again, it, it turns into a, a race of just pure profit. And so here we have an example where we have several stories within this article here about people who just at a point in their life now where they didn't see it coming because they were not able to prepare for uh, a, a health event or realizing that they would, have needed, they would have needed so much more beyond what they were told to set aside in order to enjoy their latter years. So I'll share a couple of stories here. And then, as always, uh, share your thoughts with me via chat or give me a call. we will love to find out. But it says, why are so many older? Let me zoom in so you guys can see a little bit better. Let me know if you guys can see this. All right, so this should be a lot easier to see. It says, why are so many older adults going bankrupt? One major factor behind the rise of these bankruptcies, medical debt. Medical debt. That's one thing that uh, it's hard to really prepare for because no one knows how their health will turn out tomorrow, nevertheless 10, 20, 30 years from now, apart from the fact that the way the society is going, the way that things are going, more people are coming down with illnesses or unforeseen events happening where the medical costs uh, is, is starting to really uh, p- uh, put a major burden on a lot of people. So it says, in fact, six out of 10 people, 65 and older who file for bankruptcy do so because they can't afford to pay their enormous medical bills. Lawless says, and here's an example right here. It says, Steven 66, a retired handyman who prefers to reveal who not to reveal his name says quote, multiple injuries. So just from work events throughout the years, and that's another thing when you know working for your employer, especially if you're in the a, in, a, in the sector where you're using your hands, you're physically involved. Injuries, you know, injury done when you're in your 30s, you can get it patched up in the meantime. But you never know 20, 10, 20, 30 years down the line how you know if you work on your knees 24/7, you're more than likely gonna have bad knees. If you are constantly in and out of a truck or whatever, whatever, your hips might go bad. So those are things that. Employers and, and just the whole healthcare system doesn't really take enough into account when you're being offered some type of product in the form of a healthcare plan, in regards to the long care aspect. And so I'm gonna, you know, progress and keep going to where there's more talk about what's the solution right now, which is, once again, the best that can be offered according to the people that you know are part of the problem, but. It says, uh, led to medical bills that he couldn't pay, and those bills led to him declaring bankruptcy in April 2019. Declaring bankruptcy wiped uh, clean the medical bills he couldn't pay. Steve's focus now is on staying in his house, so now he has to shift attention from uh, basically trying to stay on his feet, staying in his house, assuming he owns his house, not sure. It says he has lived there for 40 years. He's working out a loan modification with his bank to continue residing there, so One amongst many stories of just situations where people, uh, unfortunately, were not able to or aware of the importance of looking at the big picture. Because once again, we were a part of the, and this is where I'm probably going to get to and get into this more in depth later on. But I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I'm at that time in life where I'm really beginning to try to position myself mentally for the changes that are coming in the next decade, especially, but thinking long term. And I realize majority, if not all the information that's been shared with us to this current point has been a part of the narrative of give your best years up front and then we'll take care of you when you get older type of information and, and education that has been given. And that doesn't work. It stopped working officially once the economy tanked in 2008 nine with the uh, great financial crisis. And ever since then, more people are starting to feel the, the side effects of that model of information having expired a decade ago, but it's still being given. So this upcoming decade, I believe that more people will wake up to the reality that uh, because of monetary policy having changed and going through uh, its last leg of trying to hold things together. There's no way in this world where people should continue to do what was considered practical pre-great financial crisis, in my opinion. So with that being the case, it got me thinking about all types of things. And I'm really hitting hard on the retirement concept because I believe those that are still in their better prime years of work and uh, uh, and deployment of your gifts and talents into the system, um, it'll be worth our while to do things a little bit different. Think outside the box. and And I'll get into more of that in the future. But... In, in relaying the importance of understanding the retirement model. A lot of it has to do with my, this is all my opinion, of course, that it was a part of a corporate ploy. And what I mean by corporate ploy is that it was a a, a plan designed for the time, give or take 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, uh, pre or post Vietnam War especially, post-World War II and World War I time frame as the world economy shifted into the industrial age with the American dream concept being born. And then I'm going to actually get into some things that were a result of that, which is the reason why we're experiencing what we're experiencing now. But the corporate ploy is still very prevalent because now I pull up articles all the time where the the mainstream narrative is still trying to sucker people into doing things that is not working. And a primary example is right now. I've posted videos about the pensions failing, and all the products that spun off of that in 1971, and 72, and those are our products that have very limited ability to, to be fulfilled. And so, yeah, I can go on and on and go on. But uh, it looks like we I want to acknowledge um, I want to acknowledge Bitcoin Ben. How you doing, my friend? We got to talk. I want to speak to you about something. And let me see here. I appreciate the love offering to the channel. It says, I'm hearing rumors that Deutsche Bank filed for bankruptcy today. News breaks tomorrow. My thoughts. Ben, I appreciate that question. I have not been able to dive into that. But since we're on here, let me check and see if there's any rumors floating around that could shine some light on that pre-market opening tomorrow. And so uh, let me see here. Okay, um, well, one thing that stands out that uh, I think is worth mentioning is this whole reveal, Deutsche Bank has cut nearly 6,000 jobs, so if they're filing bankruptcy, as rumor might have it, that 6,000 jobs about to double, triple by the end of this year. So I'm not familiar with that, I'll definitely keep my ears to the ground, but uh, one thing that it doesn't surprise me at all, that that could be the case, because You've covered it. I've covered it. Deutsche Bank is having major issues. They are one of the primary dominoes that's bound to fall over. And I would imagine they probably have already tipped over. But the ECB and Germany and Federal Reserve especially, I know Jerome Powell, not Jerome Powell, but Steve Mnuchin, I think, did like a little Middle East European tour. And I'm sure he stopped by Deutsche Bank or the ECB Christine Lagarde to try to figure out what they're going to do, because the last hoorah will be a a consorted effort by all central banks to keep this thing going to get a couple more months or years out of this system. So I'm I'm not surprised. And I imagine once that becomes official news, if they allow it to um, expect a lot more dominoes to tumble over as well because I've heard about them trying to separate and break down the bank into bad non-performing loans over here and all that type of stuff. But they can do the best they can. But all this stuff must come to a halt sometimes. So it's only so much papering over you can do before belly up. So, uh, But I appreciate the love offer, my friend, and definitely I'll be comment- commenting more on that in the days ahead because once again, it's something that we're all going to feel on this side of the pond. So uh, good stuff, my friend. I appreciate it. But just to get back to the primary subject matter for tonight, retirement. And so, retirement—the very idea—is a corporate ploy, in my opinion. This is all just my thoughts. I encourage you to formulate your thoughts around around this or use this as a guide. But definitely come up with your own method to your madness. But the corporate ploy of keeping your money in the system by you giving your best now in hopes of getting their best later, and their best has come to an end with corporate buybacks, monetary easing. It's not QE though. And the, the, the like. So let's get into what they're going to try to be spinning off in the next couple months. And this is where um, it's hard to uh, you know ignore this, this news. But uh, the Medicare for All Act of 2019 by Mr. Bernie Sanders. And so we have Elizabeth Warren and um, Bernie Sanders, which appear to be the primary front runners for the Democratic Party, barring some type of who knows. But they are going back and forth over just offering as much free stuff as they can. That's the goal. How much free stuff can you give away? And so I pulled up a couple articles here because as of today, there were several reports about, I guess, Nancy Pelosi sharing her thoughts on how she thinks that's a bad idea. So when you got a person in her position who's a lifelong political figure talking about that's a bad idea, that's something that should be a concern because that shows the disconnect on the Democratic side. But uh, give an idea here. Here's an article here from uh, this was as of yesterday on Sunday. And it says new analysis confirms Medicare for all will cost a fortune. And once again, I don't think the cost is of importance at this current point because it doesn't matter. They're not paying back any bills anyway. But give an idea. Let me zoom in some so you can see what's going on. And then I'll keep adding to it because I got a couple other things I want to put on top of this. But it says Senator Elizabeth Warren recently released a plan that would cost more than fifty trillion. Fifty trillion. Okay, where do you get fifty trillion from? Huh? don't worry about it. You just borrow it from who? Don't worry about it. Just print the T bills and all the bonds, and the central banker they'll fund you directly. Okay, and offset the cost uh, with a tax wealth with a wealth tax and other mandates. So once again, give something free tax those that use the very loopholes they put in play to get some of those funds back as if they're not going to find another way around that. So yeah, I'm going to keep going, but I want to acknowledge a love offering to the channel. Um, Ava, 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 Victor, uh, Bellfield. Uh, how you doing, my friend? Appreciate that. says funding their materialistic lifestyles, keeping college tuitions paid, supporting grown children at home, Overspending. So I'm assuming you're referring to uh, more of the policies that will be rolled out in the next year. So between now and November fourth, 2020, especially, expect some of the most craziest ideas and comments. And think about the the tweets that President Trump will be spewing out between now and next November. He's going to open up a can of whoop tail. <laughs> On Jerome Powell first Nancy Pelosi second And the Democratic Party third And whoever the front runner is for Democratic Party We're about to have some of the funniest tweets Coming from a president Which this is We got a front row seat to, a, to An unbelievable show And the goal is not to lose your mind But enjoy this ride But realize that It's your responsibility to do whatever it is you can To protect, preserve And to prosper yourself, and your family in the days ahead. So yeah, don't lose your mind. Be of good cheer. <laughs> um, uh, Bitcoin Ben, I got your question. I do not have it. I do not have it. I was looking for it. Um, but shoot me, if you don't mind, uh, shoot me a call real quick. And so I'll have it. And then I'll definitely reach out to you. It says, federal employees, uh, uh, system designed to confiscate your wealth. Yeah. Says, Mike, I got 300 ounces of silver to buy. Should I wait for a slam down? Low blood pressure. Great question. Uh, My personal opinion, not advice, would be because we can't determine the outcome of any of this, my personal opinion is that the price, the spot price right now is probably going to be the cheapest we'll see. Granted, they're going to try a couple more slam downs, but as we've witnessed over the last this year itself those slam downs of the you know uh, uh, talking who was 30,000 33,000 uh, gold futures contracts was dumped on the market Friday or something like that and the market doesn't really move the way it used to so i think it's becoming more more challenging for them to actually dump and impact the prices so i personally am of the mindset that if you got the if you got the paper to spin just you know in my personal opinion pull the trigger because anywhere go if your mindset is 10 years from now or longer you're not going to lose out just because because of all the stuff that's happening metals will get a great bid regardless of whatever you get it for now so I'll remind you this is about a marathon not a sprint so my personal opinion would be to do whatever you feel is necessary which i i know that you know what to do so i um, appreciate you for asking me that question so we had a caller, wasn't sure, let's see if I can get, give me a call back or let me see what that is. Um, Yeah, so let's keep it going. So I once again, here I go, I'm getting sidetracked. So I apologize. Let me get to a couple more questions, if any, Uh, Kid Chameleon, appreciate the chiming in. So, okay, let me keep moving because if not, as always, like last week, Came out with the article. Didn't even get to the article because I started ranting all the time. Because you guys don't let me just finish my, my, my talks. But anyway, just playing. Okay, so. Yeah, so the solution. Guarantee every politician from this point on going to offer something free. That's the only thing they can do because they need to buy votes. That's the best way you can stay in office, to buy votes. So here we go. a Medicare for all. Just today, I saw some articles about it, saw some comments about it, so I'm like, let let me talk about it, because once again, it's a solution to a problem that was not well thought out decades ago, when the politicians that implemented those policies were in office, because they're long gone, you know, unfortunately, you know, time has gone on, they're passed away now, but once again, they don't matter, it don't matter to them, because they kicked the can, so kicking the can is all they can do, so how do we get to this point? Let's go down. Let's go down. Um, let's go down the list a little bit. So I, I thought I would pull up something, and so this is just a Medicare for All Bernie Sanders proposal on how he's going to fund this. It's like was it like three pages of theory that once again, yeah, at this point, theory doesn't does, does us no good. But here's the reason why we're at this point, point. and so as a part of, and so this this very concept here. So this goes back to the 60s, and so I've been doing some diving into this and just trying to pull up old documentation to understand. Because this is before I was around. So I wasn't around to really get a chance of understanding what's going on. But I'm able to look back and see what history does. And learn from history. And in learning from history, I learned that we've been bamboozled. But we got a call. Or oh, we had a call. I apologize for that. Give me a call if you're trying to call in. Should be good to go on my end. But So the Great Society program, LBJ brought it to existence. Or it, was, it was in the works prior to LBJ. But he was the one that decided decided finally to put his name on the dotted line. And what was a part of that? It was all the promises of trying to eliminate and alleviate poverty. There was a war on poverty that was the cause for all these social programs because it was one of the things where a part of the corporate ploy, all the employees that worked from the the, the 20s, 30s, 40s, that were still feeling the repercussions and the side effects of the Great Depression, which carried into the 40s, Never fully recovered. So there was more citizens being hoarded into cities that weren't able to maintain a a decent standard of living. But yet they, unfortunately, were dependent upon their corporations or starting the government. So Social Security was uh, 1935 as a part of the Great Depression, an immediate act given to the people because people lost all their wealth. Fast forward 30 years later, here we are. Between that time frame, people were still struggling. So poverty became an issue in our country. So here's uh, some interesting stuff here that was a result of this. So all these programs, it says the most ambitious and controversial part of the Great Society was its initiative to end poverty. So it looks like JFK attempted to start it, but didn't finish it. But we got a call. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
1: Hey, what's going on? It's Bitcoin Ben.
0: Bitcoin Ben. How you doing, my friend?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm doing excellent. So I appreciate you calling me. So I got your number. But if you don't mind, shine a little light on that whole uh, Deutsche Bank situation you mentioned, because I'm curious to hear about that.
1: Well, uh, I I really don't have any information on it more than I received a message from a friend uh, who uh, who lives. Uh, over in Europe and apparently his brother works there. Mm. So I'm assuming he would know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So, so one thing I do know is I I saw an article, I think it was last week and it mentioned about uh, Deutsche Bank looking to pass down some of those negative rate uh, burdens that they're taking on to lower uh, tiers of savers. So I think it's the, the middle tier of savers, so those slightly above 150 euros or 250 euros will now be impacted by that negative interest rate over that area. So yeah, beyond that, I mean, it, it, they only can go down further to where they get everybody under 100,000, and then then what? Like, at that point, if, if you barely have enough in there, it's good to say you're not going to keep in there what you have, so you're going to be pulling out. And so I did articles a while back about, I think it was, at least several billion being pulled out per week already, and this was months ago. So I imagine that's still going on. So they're losing funds over there. I imagine.
1: Yeah, I, it's one of the reasons I'm as I'm as encouraged as ever with the price of gold and silver and actual 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 equipment cryptocurrencies mm-hmm. is is as they're charging you money to hold your own money then that creates a pressure on the general public mm-hmm. to look for another route yeah. to hold your wealth and with and, and not saying that People won't actually go out and grab a little gold and a little silver, but in the modern world, it's it's easier to create an account and grab like some Litecoin or some Bitcoin or Ethereum or uh, or even. Create an account on Coinbase, mm-hmm. transfer in all of your USD, mm-hmm. and hold it in US uh,
0: stable uh, coins.
1: Coins, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, because <laughs> then it isn't really costing you anything yeah. to hold it in. And and account like that, where if you're over in Europe, and they're charging you, why would you?
0: Yeah, very very true. So so my personal opinion is that as all this stuff unfolds with this chaotic mess in the financial realm, banks are on the verge of being rendered useless. Therefore, I I would imagine they already have some things that they're going to try to roll out to keep confidence in their system. So whether it be some type of J P Morgan coin or them coming out with some type of decentralized wallets or whatever they're going to try to send out there to the public to, to keep themselves relevant. They're probably going to be rolling out right now if they're not already doing so. So, yeah, competition is an animal. But I got a couple other things that really concern me about could this all be a part of their plan initially in the first place?
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, I... <laughs> I completely agree with you on that it's 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 I think this whole whole I think the years since the Great Recession Mm -hmm. have all actually been planned out it Mm -hmm. it's it the Great Recession was such an event it's there's no way that they could not have seen it actually coming yeah. there's no way possible right. it's 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 like you're out on the ocean and there's this huge wave heading at you and you don't really see it until it hits you yeah. I don't buy it it it's that's they live in a world where watching the flows and, and watching the numbers and the charts and, and, and report after report after report, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that anyone will tell me that just all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> oh my gosh, we yeah. have a liquidity problem, right. really. You know, yeah. it, and I think that this is a way to transition us uh, without blame. You know, it, it's well. This yeah. just happened, and we had to do this. Yeah. When <laughs> in reality, because <it>, <clears throat> let's look back at the creation of what's really causing all of our problems, hmm. which is the creation of derivatives mm-hmm. and how, how many there are out in the world. Yeah. If you create a, a derivatives market, you know what you're creating. Mm-hmm. You, you are creating an alternative to a physical market. Yeah. Well, why would you do that? Well, this is why. Because you know you're going to inflate your currency mm-hmm. and you need another place for the inflation to to flow to, mm-hmm. without raising the prices of the actual assets. You mm-hmm. so if, know, if we t- didn't have derivatives, how much would oil be right now?
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: yeah. how much would corn actually, actually be because (laughs) when you you print up that much currency it will go somewhere and you you, and I think they knew that they would be printing up so much money and have printed up so much uh, currency Mm -hmm. that they needed the derivatives market so that all of this USD wouldn't raise up gold and silver, Mm -hmm. just unbelievably. Now, with the cryptocurrency market, what I think this is, is, is this is the transition into the new world, mm-hmm. the new electronic ecosystem, where the old world is slowly dying off, and they're transitioning into a world that is trackable. Yeah. Controllable mm-hmm. and regulated in yeah. every every way possible yeah. because uh, they and I think that a lot of projects that are launching right now in the c- cryptocurrency world mm-hmm. are are going to help transition and transmit the purchasing power of the wealthy out of the old Mm -hmm. currencies and into the new ones.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree but Ben watch this let me I wanna, I'm want i going to reach out to you definitely because I want to I get you on I want to have you on the show and we can talk further because a lot of people are pro-crypto and anti-crypto so I want to definitely give you a chance to share some thoughts with us and as well I want to try to throw you some curveballs and just go back and forth and just try to talk this thing through because I believe we are being ushered into it deliberately and so I think it's good to have some interesting back and forth dialogue between those that are for it and against it because I'm, I'm in between so I'm anywhere anywhere I go I think it's going to come so I'm, I'm you know, so not pro or anti. I'm, I'm in the middle. So, um, but definitely, I'm gonna reach oh, yeah, out to you. Yeah. And we talk I, further.
1: I'd love to, brother.
0: For sure, my friend. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling. All right, bye. Yeah, bye. Yeah, man. Great stuff. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the call. So yeah, so definitely, and so that that's why I, I thought about this today. I thought about this today, and I think you know, right now, especially ending 2019, is going to be a great time. To begin having those conversations because we really need to. I think everybody who's tuning in thus far, there's questions, there's thoughts, there's ideas that we all have to share. And I think the best way to really get things rolling is to to go in the realm where it's uncomfortable. We got to be more come. We got to become more uh, uh, excited to go down the route where it's less challenged. And so I think there's people out here who are anti crypto, pro crypto. We got to get together and start talking about. You know, what are some real solutions and options and how to guide people in a way that people feel comfortable either choosing to opt out in that particular manner or not. But yet going back and forth, because I've noticed in the communities in the, in the alternative media space, so many people are, you know, oh, he's he's crypto. Oh, that's a scam. That's a scam. Like, you know, come on now. Like at this point, we know what the scam is like, you know, it's 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 technically it's us. We the people versus them the establishment, the banking sector, the whatever. So we can't afford to go back and forth over the nitty gritty things. Let's get down to how we can, uh, you know, persevere through this. And so I'm assuming everybody would will, will be willing to agree that your anchor is going to be metal, but anything on top of that is according to your knowledge base and what you're, what you're comfortable with, uh, dealing with in regards to risk. Cause everything has risk. If you are alive and breathing air, there's risk. So it's more so, you know, what do you feel comfortable with and what are you willing to educate yourself on? So I'm uh, definitely going to be reaching out to more crypto individuals as well as Meadows. And so tomorrow, I got Jeff Burwick on at 4 p.m. So I'm going to try to throw some curveballs at Jeff because I know he's a he's a, he's a a heavy crypto guy, and uh, but Meadows guy as well. So I'm going to try to throw some curveballs at him. So once again, for those, call in tomorrow or check us out at tomorrow at 4 p.m. Jeff Burwick is on. Give us a call. Ask questions. Let's, let's, I want to make... I want to get to the point where I'm starting to make people uncomfortable because I want to get real with the questions. I'm tired of the sugar, sugar coating stuff. Come on now, time is wasting, man. But anyway, so yeah, let me get back to my little thoughts. I'm going to finish this off, and so I appreciate the call and the thoughts. Let me finish off my little rant here with uh, sharing thoughts on how we arrived at this mess. So the the whole idea and what was what 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 gave light to the need for social programs from the government was the war on poverty. And so Kennedy took it on, but yet it's one of the things where it didn't really take headwind. And so it says the centerpiece of the war on poverty was the Economic Opportunity Act of 1964, uh, which created an Office of Economic Opportunity to oversee a variety of community based anti-poverty, anti-poverty programs. So that's how we arrived at all these programs which are being addressed now, which the funding aspect was always an issue because how can you fund something where the person that starts it and issues it don't produce anything. <laughs> Everything comes from tax revenue. So at that time tax taxes for the wealthy I think was like 60%, 70%. So there was somewhat of funds, but yeah there wasn't as much debt. There was it wasn't as much dependence upon the government. So fast forward now, all the programs, education programs, giving people the right to school, so the Elementary and Secondary Education of Act 1965, then we got the Higher Education Act of 1965, which basically gave the government the right to get in there and start funding people to go to college, and so here we are now, student loan debt, one almost $2 trillion. Why? Because Uncle Sam got involved in 1965 offering people student loans, which was basically a, a tax on the people's future earnings so the goal is that we'll, we'll front you the money we're going to collect it back as 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 you get into employment and you work your way for you work for us basically and so that was a higher education act of 1965 look at the look at what's happening now two point trillion dollars worth of student loans can't be paid off so now we got bernie Sanders, elizabeth warren talking about let's forgive these people because they didn't know of course they didn't know Healthcare, here we go. This is the biggest thing. The Social Security Act of 1965 authorized Medicare and provided federal funding for many of the medical costs of older Americans. So once again, the program was offered as a way to help the older people who were not able to set aside and save for retirement because it wasn't there due to the Great Depression, which wiped away all their savings and whatnot. So here we have programs now where now Medicare for all is what they're trying to throw out there. So when we got political figures talking about now, everybody deserves health care. Everybody has a right to be healthy. Now, how they maintain a health goes on goes to their personal choices, their personal preference, their diet habits, smoking, drinking, all that stuff factors into your current health. But then again, if you abuse yourself, if you abuse your body, don't take care of yourself then once again, does the government step in and say, okay, we'll provide for you at this point in your life? No, it should be something where everybody has an opportunity to, everybody should have an opportunity to. To be able to acquire healthcare at an affordable cost, if there was less reg- regulation and restrictions on the do's and don'ts, which makes it very uh, unprofitable, or because there's no competition—true competition—we can't get a—we we cannot get access to quality healthcare like the healthcare that's unfortunate in a lot of second-world countries. It somehow seems to be better than what's here in the U.S. at times, more affordable, especially. But anyway, so Medicare for all—that's where we're going to be at the next year. There's going to be more push for it and there's more of the economy, you know, squeezes in on people. There's going to be more people wanting and calling for free this, free that. Then we got to address welfare. And so it says a number of improvements were made to Social Security Program, which in terms of both coverage and adequacy of benefits, the Tax Adjustment Act of 1966 included a provision for special payments. Special payments is what it was called under the Social Security Program to, to certain uninsured individuals age 72 and older. So welfare was initially a part of the idea that we'll help provide food assistance for the older population, but what happened? Once again, the government got involved and gave it to everybody, so now everybody and their mother who are underprivileged because of a lack of information, awareness, and activity to take responsibility for their own lives, now we have a whole portion of the population that's dependent upon programs now and this was all by design, in my personal opinion. So um, give you a little bit of a history on what, how all this came about. And it was never well thought out because, once again, when you look at the numbers, when we just look at the numbers at where we're at now and the cost of things, there here we have the U.S. debt clock. There's more red than green, meaning that there's more old than is being created. And so if you go down to the very bottom and you got some of the liabilities that are consider unfunded liabilities because they're not on the direct balance sheet. We got Social Security, one of the very programs I just highlighted that was created in 1965 uh, with the idea of offering senior citizens a way to enjoy their latter years. Once again, when you have more people, I guess, eventually withdrawing than put in, and then you got the funds that were set aside in the 90s being utilized for whatever, whether it's there or not, and the government borrowing it, whatever, whatever. But once again, it's a system that's designed upon more young, fresh talent slash employees to add to it. But now, you know, it used to be, I think it was for every three retirees, there's one worker or something like that. And now it's like for every retire every seven, eight retirees, there's only one worker. And in this next decade, it's going to be every 11 or 12 retirees for every one worker. So the numbers are not adding up. So we got $20 trillion of Social Security, one of the... Great Society programs, it's failed. We got Medicare for All, which is $31 trillion. One, another one that failed. And so the total U.S. unfunded liabilities, according to what's on this chart right here, this number right here above my head, which you guys probably can't see, it says 30, I'll say $126 trillion that is expected to be carried on the balance sheet or off-balance sheets of the Uncle Sam and that they have to chip away with at that debt. All those obligations month by month when it comes to either paying insurers, insurance companies, hospitals, whatever, or sending people a check in the mail, which that check won't provide for them the way that it did 30, 40 years ago when or 50 years ago when the program was created. So to, to sum all this up, we've approached... We're at a point where the math no longer works. So no matter no matter whatever is thrown out there, no matter whatever a politician suggests and say, you know, this is what we need to do because this is what this will help. This will help alleviate poverty. They tried that in 1965. Look at what it's done. There's more people now in poverty in this country than there was then. And things were better then because the cost of living wasn't as bad. So I'd encourage everybody, if you have not, and so, once again, it's one of the things where my goal is to help people realize the importance of taking advantage of information when it comes your way. And so, I'm about to get ready to dial back. I missed a couple calls. I apologize. I couldn't take those calls because I know that if I took them, I would have been taken down a road that I wasn't willing to go down just because I wanted to get all this out. And so, once again, to go to go back the importance how important it is for everybody if you're watching this if you if you're new to the channel or whatever what I need for you to do what I would like for you to do I would like for you to go to the video portion of this videos of the channel here go back to three weeks ago to this article right here Where we at? to this video right here this video right here is something that every American needs to see and so far, there's only 4,700 4, people out of 300 million people, roughly, that need to see this. Because I think if you see this video here, so this video right here, this the, the pension problem, it, got, it, it gave me a chance to get some interesting dialogue in my own family, amongst those who were not really comfortable with talking about this matter prior to. But this is one of the things where this is not my opinion. This is what people really felt 40-some years ago. And all the sad stories that came out of this and all the individuals that were part of this documentary are gone now. So it's good to say that they died at a time. They died and they had to endure probably their latter years in a very uncomfortable state because of the pension problems. But there was no solution from the pension era, as you can see from GE talking about now offering payouts now. So G is willing to take a, they're offering people a buyout, basically saying that instead of taking care of you for the next 30 years, we'll give you a couple hundred thousand, which is nowhere near enough to take care of you the rest of your whole life. But you see that you get it now while you can or you, or you don't. And then what's going, to, what's going to really kick in in the next year or two is going to be the automotive sector. And as I've said before, here in Detroit, GM, Ford, Chrysler, those are the, those are the, backbones of our nation when it comes to manufacturing every corporation in this area has something to do with the big three and so once gm the strike resolves but they're going to end up having issues next year anyway so there's going to be more broken promises but people need to see this video right here so definitely go back and share this video on your social media accounts and so it's one of the things where it just it just puts you in a position where you can start having some dialogue with your family and friends about something that they're going to be confronted with whether they want to or not because as I mentioned the math is not working So when the math doesn't work, what happens promises are broken. So here's the link right here for those that may not uh, Who the, for those that may not uh, know what I'm talking about, but click that link watch this documentary and then share it once again I played my part by bringing it to you now. It's up to you to do yours so that being the case, get ready to dial back. We got Rumpel from Germany. I appreciate you, my friend. Give us some insight on what's happening in Germany. What's up with Deutsche Bank? What's up with the uh, negative interest rates? How is that impacting you? I'm curious to find out. We got Miyagi says, I work at Ford. Uh, Miyagi, Ford, uh, let me see what I've heard about them. Their bonds, borderline junk. They're one or two grades away from being considered junk status, which means that in order for them to get Future investment, they're gonna to have to up their interest rates, which means they're gonna to have to put themselves further into debt by offering more in return, which only puts them in further issues. Because once again, the car industry has already changed. Unfortunately for it, they've offered better, better quality cars, but a little bit too late in regards to the competition out there. So, I'm not too confident about um, the automotive sector, even though even though that's the the backbone of of my hometown. But with that being the case, people. It has been great hanging out with you guys. I appreciate the back and forth. I appreciate you guys being able to hang out with me as much as I, as much as you have been. I thank you for tolerating my rants. As always, I got a lot more things to rant about. So here's that video here. Um, pensions: The Broken Promise. I came across this in a very timely manner, and I'm glad I found it. And it's one of the things just, I just need people to share it because once again, it's, it, the information's out there. It's 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 a just it's a Unfolding of all the problems, which are a result of just bad math and bad promises, but uh, there's solutions out there. So once again, for those that know what to do, pray. This is the greatest time that we'll need our Lord and Savior. And I, I can be blunt now because I'm past the point of really concerning myself with whether you not you believe or not. But you know, right now we need wisdom. The the current knowledge and information that's been given won't cut it because we witness we're witnessing the We're witnessing the best that man can do. And as you see, because we've been tainted because of the evil forces that be, the rulers of the powers of this world, um, has done us in. But yet there's hope because Christ sits on the throne. And I'm excited because I believe that God has some things in store for his people. He's never let us down. He's never let me down. So I'm very grateful for that. But I can go on preaching forever, but I'm not going to. But definitely, one of my primary objectives is to study the book of Proverbs I believe I've been instructed for the most part that Solomon, the wisest man that ever walked this earth, left a lot of interesting things that we should pay attention to. And so over the next couple of weeks, months, I'm going to be sharing that because I just I just I just have to. So but I'm going to stop. And um, it says Tony Blair says prayer won't do nothing you can't do for yourself. Tony, we got to have some interesting. We got to have some dialogue back and forth, my friend, because prayer when you when when you really boil down to it, I'm I'm actually reading a great book. I'm gonna share that book with you as well. But it has to do with just simple belief patterns. You know, neuroplasticity. You know, re, re- reoccurring, re- replaying the same, replaying the same mental intentions associated with emotional connection that creates what you consider a belief. And so that goes into your paradigm, of which I definitely want to get into that as well. But Everybody believe in something. Now, whether you choose to single point it towards one entity or one person, or if you're more on the broad side where well, you prefer terminology such as the universe, wherever you fit in that, it, it's either the universe or it's God. It's, it's up to you. But everyone believes in something. I personally feel more comfortable single pointing it because if I'm wrong, what's the worst thing can happen? You know? I don't, you know, according to the principles given to me, don't kill, don't steal, don't lie, don't cheat. If I live by those, I will, I think I'll be doing pretty good as far as my contribution to humanity. And so those are just basic principles. So whether you want to give credit to the author or the originator of of those thoughts, those are concepts and things we do anyway. And so once again, that's information that I didn't get from the universe. I got it from a single entity. So it's just stuff that I like to live by, but... (laughs) I can go on and on, man, but I'm gonna stop because once again, not everybody wanna hear this. But this is where the channel is going. So if you are a person of faith, you might want to stick around because I'm gonna try to share more of my own personal journey. And if you're not, then stick around for the bad news. If bad news is what you're here for, there's gonna be more than enough of that. But I'm gonna try to put some, I'm gonna try to sprinkle a little good news on top of that. So but anyway, man, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Anyway, people, it's been great hanging out as always. All the resources you need down below are available to you. If you want them, go get them. If you don't, it's on you. I appreciate you guys hanging out. Tomorrow, 4 p.m., Jeff Berwick will be joining me. Let's bring some great questions to him. Tune in, call in, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you guys come prepared with some questions for us. Appreciate your time and energy. Other than that, people, as always, if you want to be a blessing to the channel, if you want to take your game to the next level to help out the channel and the content that's created, Patreon. There's different levels that you guys can show your support. As always, if you do, I appreciate it. If not, the show must go on. So I appreciate you. But anyway, any information down below. And other than that, I'm going to leave you with this. Peace. Hey there, sorry for this interruption, but I wanted to bring something to your attention. If you've been enjoying this live stream, why don't you partner with me and be a support to the channel via Patreon membership for just a minimum of $5 a month. All you have to do is scroll down beneath this video here, click the Patreon link. Then consider donating as little as $5 a month towards the channel. A little bit of crumbs can go a long way and I appreciate your support. Now, let's get back to this live stream.